0: From Australia, this is VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. It's Graham
1: VK4BB with the national news for week commencing February 24, 2019. Your WIA has been in contact with the new providers of the Amateur Radio Examination and Licence Providers and we will be bringing much of the latest to you throughout this news bulletin. The WIA has also opened the door to the manager, Martin, to use this WIA news service to provide you, the listener, with info coming from AMC. One official email, I'll read now. The Australian Maritime College Manager, Office of Maritime Communication, thanks the WIA for its support. And I would be grateful if you could please let your members know that we would ask all former and potential assessors to contact AMC Amateur Radio email on amc.ar at utas.edu.au to register your interest. We look forward to working together for the good of the hobby. Best wishes, Martin Crease morris Manager, AMC Amateur Radio, Australian Maritime College, University of Tasmania. Later in educational news, we'll expand on that correspondence and also VK5WTF Marcus will join us with more. But first, this end from John Siemens, VK3JLS, National Inwards QSL Bureau Volunteers SORT. The WIA National Inwards Bureau, located at WI offices in Bayswater, is seeking expressions of interest from WIA members who would be willing to assist in the sorting and distribution of incoming QSL cards received at the Bureau. This assistance would only be required one or two days per month, generally on a Monday morning, depending on QSL cards received from overseas bureaus. To minimise travel, ideally applicants should come from the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. To express your interest or for more information, please contact John Siemens vk3jls on vk3jls at wia.org.au. Want to know what the WIA is doing to encourage amateur radio and member engagement? Wish to be informed on the latest developments that may affect you? Then regularly visit the material on the website, read the WIA journal, amateur radio magazine and listen to the weekly VK1 WIA broadcast. The WIA website,
2: which includes the text edition of this broadcast, is at www.wia.org.au.
0: You're tuned to VK1 WIA News. This news broadcast can be heard on linked repeaters VK6 AUF Perth 438.525 and VK6 RMS Mount Salabak 147.250 Sundays 9am and 7pm. I'm Trevor, VK6YJ.
3: Hello, this is VK5WTF with this week's board comment. The ITU, part of the United Nations, World Radio Conference WSA19 is being held in Sham el-Sheikh, South Sinai, Egypt from the 28th of October to 22nd November 2019 and will see more than 2,500 delegates from over 160 countries attending. There is a punishing schedule being finalised that will see the Spectrum Management Agenda set for the next four years. There is much preparation required for the WRC, which occurs every four years. Dale Hughes, VK1 DSH, has recently spent two weeks at the WRC 19 conference preparatory meeting in Geneva. Dale is representing Australia for the WRC 19 Agenda Items 1.1 50MHz and 9.1.6 Wireless Power Transfer. The conference preparatory meeting develops the final documents which contain the various methods used to address WRC 19 Agenda Items. There is also preparation happening for the last Asia-Pacific Telecommunity Conference preparatory group APG 19-5 before WRC 19 and this will be held from 31st of July to 6th of August 2019 in Tokyo, Japan. This will form the final view of the APT that will be taken of WRC 19 in October 2019. As most of you would be aware, the ACMA has announced that the successful tenderer for the delivery of amateur radio licensing and administration is the University of Tasmania through the Australian Maritime College. The board congratulates the university. On Tuesday, the WIA board met with the ACMA to discuss the ongoing transition out arrangements, which are proceeding well. All deed required intellectual property has been repatriated to the ACMA, and the focus is now on document archiving, a non-trivial effort with the estimated 150 archive boxes of documents required to be scanned to meet National Archive requirements. The documents have a retention period of 75 years. The ACMA also confirmed at this meeting that the new deed has been signed with the AMC. The ACMA noted that the deed is yet to be enacted due to legislative requirements that have to be completed to establish delegations, etc. No time frame was given for the completion of these requirements. 73, this is VK5WTF, going clear and listening.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet
2: streaming and text at wia.org.au. International News with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, RAC, NZART, Amateur Radio Newsline and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. ITU Emergency Comms Document Update. The ITU has updated a key recommendation for cross-border usage of emergency communications equipment. The new 2019 edition of ITU Recommendation M1637 is clearer regarding countries facilitating the use of radio equipment that might be physically brought by visiting relief personnel into the Territory where there is a disaster or emergency. The recommendation is intended to avoid delays due to customs, procedures and type approvals, etc., and facilitate the use of both professional as well as amateur radio equipment in such situations. In Taiwan, the only radio ham in Taiwan for 25 years... Tim Chen, Bravo, Victor 2 Alpha, was famous amongst amateur radio enthusiasts as the only person allowed to operate in Taiwan until 1985, when the government started issuing more licenses. The Taipei Times reports, until 1985, Taiwan's amateur ham radio scene consisted of one person, Tim Chen, who held the country's only license due to martial law era restrictions. Accordingly, this resulted in the unusual situation where Taiwan Garrison Command had to establish a set of amateur radio regulations just for him. Since there was nobody else in Taiwan to talk to, Chen connected with people around the world, using Morse code at first via his station, Bravo Victor 2 Alpha, and gaining voice communication capabilities in 1974 through Bravo Victor 2 Bravo. Chen was strictly forbidden to speak with anyone in China or the Soviet Union, but he enjoyed much popularity as the world's only Bravo Victor operator, so much so that five-term U.S. Senator and Republican Party nominee for President of the United States in 1964 and fellow ham Barry Goldwater, Kilo 7 Uniform Golf Alpha, specifically requested to tour Chen's two stations when he visited Taiwan in 1986. News out of Switzerland, ITU WRC19 Conference Preparatory Meeting underway in Geneva. The second conference preparatory meeting in advance of World Radio Communication Conference 2019 got underway February 18 at International Telecommunication Union Headquarters in Geneva. Delegates from around the world are attending including the WIA's Dale Hughes as we heard earlier. This CPM will prepare a consolidated report that will support the work of WRC 19 based on contributions from various administrations, study groups and other sources concerning the regulatory, technical, operational and procedural matters and the inclusion of reconciled differences or of differing views and their justification. Agenda items affecting amateur radio include the harmonisation of the 50 megahertz amateur allocation, 5G in the 47 GHz band and studies concerning wireless power transmission for electric vehicles to assist the impact of WPT for electric vehicles on radio communication services and to study suitable harmonised frequency ranges which would minimise the impact on radio communication services from WPT for electrical vehicles. News from the United Kingdom, stationery mobile, BBC News reports car parking charges will be waived to allow a popular amateur radio event to continue being held in a Somerset town. The West of England radio rally takes place at Frome's Cheese and Grain, with part of the nearby cattle market car park being given over to exhibitors. Last year, Mendip District Council introduced Sunday charges. The council has announced it will stop charging for the duration of the event and one councillor said this event has taken place on the cattle market car park for the last 16 years. During this time, parking has always been free of charge on Sundays in Frome. The decision has been made to allow the event to utilise the required small area of this car park free of charge in 2019, he said. The West of England Radio Rally will be held on June 16. In Iceland, Icelandic radio amateurs, that country's National Association of Hams, is hoping to ask the Post and Telecom Administration to approve a licence examination in May and wants members to weigh in with their interest. The group's president, Jonas Jarnison, Tango Foxtrot 3 Juliet Bravo, said despite the cancellation of a planned amateur radio course this month, The Icelandic group believes there are enough experienced hams with enough knowledge to sit for the examination without having taken the scheduled coursework. TF3JB said that the popularity of the hobby has led the amateur group to offer the pre-exam courses frequently as four times a year during the last two years. So there are plenty of hams who might be candidates for a license upgrade. Exams are given at the University of Reykjavik in both English and Icelandic and although candidates are accepted on a walk-in basis, registration is recommended at least a week in advance. He said that meanwhile another course is being planned for later in 2019, this time in October. He said that by early September the Icelandic Ham Group will be advertising the classes on Facebook, at the university and elsewhere. In the USA, AWRL Volunteer Monitors Programme Riley Hollingsworth Kilo 4 Zulu Delta Hotel will oversee the development and implementation phases of the ARRL's new Volunteer Monitors Program. Kilo 4 Zulu Delta Hotel once handled amateur radio enforcement for the FCC Volunteer Monitors and will work in cooperation with the FCC. Volunteers trained and vetted by ARRL will monitor the amateur bands for possible instances of misconduct or to recognise exemplary on-air operation. Cases of flagrant violations or non-compliance will be directed to the FCC for action in accordance with the FCC guidelines. The program aims to re-energise amateur radio enforcement efforts, although ARRL officials estimate that it will take 9 to 12 months before the first volunteer monitors begin filing reports. US amateur radio population grows slightly in 2018. The US amateur radio population once again grew by about 1% based upon 2017 and 18 year-end FCC database statistics provided by Joe Speroni, Alpha Hotel Zero Alpha. The 755,430 total licensees represent nearly 7,300 more license holders than those that were in the database at the end of 2017. For WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW.
4: Across Australia, across the world, from
2: VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Burdekin, Dalrymple, and Hinchabook districts, plus the city of Townsville. The WIA news transmission can be heard on the VK4 RAT VHF repeater from 9am local time every Sunday morning. On behalf of the TARC Inc. transmit team, this is Lyndall, VK4 Zula Mike.
4: News, talk, and radio sport here with VK1 WIA. Ham hey, radio operational news. It's a contact sport. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major trading contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WA website. This weekend. The CQ Worldwide 160 Meter DX contest is running for 24 hours from 2200 hours UTC on the 22nd to 2200 hours UTC on the 24th. Using SSP on the 1.8 MHz band only, the Exchange is Signal Report and CQ Zone. American and Canadian stations also send their state or province. Sydney's Amateur Radio furry Contest, Sunday March 10. WIA John Memorial Field Day, 16-17 March 2019. WPX SSB Contest over the March 30-31 weekend. 20th Harangal Memorial Sprint, May 4. trans tasman Contest, July 20. BK Remnant State Contest is 1718 through the decks window. In Jamaica, Neil G0 RNU is operating until this Tuesday, the 26th of February, as 6Y stroke G0 RNU and can be heard on 80 through 6 metres QSL via QSL. Activist is 3W9JF from the island of Futhok AS128 to the 6th of March. Manion 80, 40, 20 and 17 metres. QSL via eQSL or direct to EA5GL. Members of the radio club F6KMB will be active as TM6C until the 24th of March during the traditional Dunkirk Carnival. QSL via F6KMB. Willie, ON4AVT is on the air as 6W7 stroke ON4AVT from Senegal till March 30 operating on 40, 20 and 10 metres, using CWSSB, PSK31 and PSK63. He is possibly on 60 metres as well. QSL borrow ham home call sign, ON4AVT. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FU, Q Inningham.
0: From Australia, this is VK1WIA. And the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au.
5: Hello, I'm Col, VK3GTV, with this week's worldwide special interest group news. First up, education. Amateur radio operators and the United States military are old friends dating back to the First World War. Once again, the two recently became classmates as well. Amateur Radio Newsline's Dave Parks, WB8ODF, said that this time the teacher and students were in Point Mugu, California, home of a U.S. naval air station. The classroom of Brian Hill, KF4CAM, was filled with 23 software engineers and developers from the Naval Air Warfare Centre Weapons Division. They were there to prep for their amateur radio technician test. Organisers were quoted in published reports as saying that the one-week immersion session included a curriculum in RF propagation, antennas and signal modulation. The instruction designed by Brian, who's been a ham since high school, had been crafted to supplement these students' computer science backgrounds by adding some relevant radio theory. The Navy personnel, rookies in amateur radio, are experts in electronic warfare, where a lot of this theory has relevance. Their next activity might well be something like a fox hunt, one in which they design and build their own directional antennas and then go off in search of an RF beacon hidden somewhere on the base. Now, more on the educational front. Yes, it's pencils down and listen up. Thanks, Cole. This in from Martin Kreese-Morris, Manager,
1: AMC, Amateur Radio, Australian Maritime College, the University of Tasmania. And I read, Dear Assessors, Warm greetings from the Australian Maritime College. I apologise for the delay in making contact with you, but we are trying to manage this transition as effectively as possible. In order to do this, we had to have the contract with the ACMA in place and clearance to be able to contact you, which has now been achieved. Naturally, the amateur radio examinations do not happen without the support of dedicated assessors such as herself. Therefore, I would encourage you to confirm your interest in continuing to be an assessor by responding accordingly to our new email address, amc.ar at utas.edu.au. Again, that's capital AMC.AR at, and in lowercase, utas.edu.au. Once you have confirmed your interest, we will shortly send you the registration form. In the meantime, if you have any questions, I would be happy to hear from you. Best wishes, Martin. Manager AMC Amateur Radio, Australian
5: Maritime College, University of Tasmania. Worldwide special interest groups, females in radio, radio ham and lone yachtswoman Jane Socrates VE0JS reached another milestone on the 14th of February this year that no other 70-year-olds have. 76-year-old Jane passed the longitude of Cape Agulhas, 20 degrees east, in her yacht SV Narida. She never saw the most southern tip of Africa, 330 miles to the north, as she ploughed on towards Australia and New Zealand. Many ham radio operators have shared time with Jan, who makes a point of communicating by amateur radio. As she travels the southern oceans, she's in contact with numerous hams. Details of current skeds are on her qrz.com page. She's partway into her non-stop voyage leaving the world's southern capes to the north, with Cape Horn under her belt, and now Cape Agulhas, the next waypoint is the longitude of Cape Lewin in Western Australia. She's attempting to be the oldest woman to achieve this incredible feat, despite having completed this voyage already at the age of 73. The other marks are the longitude of Southeast Cape, Tasmania, and Southeast Cape Stewart Island, New Zealand. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. The solar sails on the SSO-A mission Free Flyer deployers, launched on December 3, 2018 with many amateur radio satellites, are believed to have deployed and may now be quite bright to the naked eye, according to Ben Taylor, who represents a team from the University of Surrey in the UK. Ben said based on the experience with the Inflate Sail mission, They expect these objects to be quite bright to the naked eye if the sails have deployed successfully and added that they could well flare brightly. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Internet, the HAMS domain. Planned experiment will disconnect Russia from the Internet. Authorities and major Internet providers in Russia intend to disconnect the country from the Internet as part of a planned experiment purportedly aimed at enhancing national security, according to the Russian news agency RBK. The stated reason for the experiment is to gather insights and provide feedback and modifications to a proposed law introduced in the Russian Parliament in December. A draft of the law mandates that Russian Internet providers ensure the independence of the Russian Internet, Runet, and to disconnect the country from the rest of the Internet in the event of foreign aggression. Russian telecom firms would be required to install technical means to reroute all Russian internet traffic to exchange points that have been approved or are managed by Roskomnadzor, which would ensure the traffic between Russian users stays within Russia and is not rerouted to servers abroad where it could be intercepted. No date for the test has been announced but it's expected to be before April 1, which is the deadline to submit amendments to the legislation known as the Digital Economy National Program. We have to wonder if the Russian net does go down, do we revert to Post Office Box 88 Moscow? Which, incidentally, was where all our QSL cards addressed to Russia were sent during the Cold War. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, QRP and Weak Signal Communication. The New Zealand QRPers Group. Membership of this New Zealand group is free, just send your call sign, first name, QTH, and to receive newsletters and other QRP information, your email address to the address in this week's text edition of WIA News. The QRP net is held on Thursday nights on three decimal six nine zero megahertz at eight thirty PM. Their bi-monthly Go QRP Night activity night is also available to members of the group. For further information, email the address. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, FCC seeks comment on petition to change station ID rules. The FCC is looking for comment on an Ohio HAMS petition to amend station identification rules during emergency operations. The petition from KK8DX would like net control stations or others in an emergency communications to announce the call signs of all participants every 10 minutes from a single point using automatic ID by CW at speeds of no more than 25 words per minute. The petition argued that current rules could prove, quote, burdensome and can hinder the flow of emergency traffic on the channel, end quote. The same petition was filed in 2005 and again in 2006, but the FCC did not adopt his suggested changes. On call, VK3GTV for WYA National News. Across Australia from VK1 wia you're tuned
1: to the WIA National News Service. In Northern Victoria, it can be heard on VK3RMP 147.275 at 10am on Sundays. I'm Matthew McKernan, VK3MJM, on behalf of Scouts Victoria, VK3SCM. Weird and wonderful, lovers in the air, when imagination and some candy are key to the Kia. We conclude this week by asking, what is the real key to a CW lover's heart? Here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, with an answer that you might find we've sugarcoated a little.
6: For Yari, OH6DC, a CW enthusiast in Finland, having an imagination is key. Actually, having a key that's imaginative is more the point. Over the years, Yari's own style of homebrew CW keys has included bananas, a chocolate bar, and even lollipops among their components. Take chocolate, which, of course, he has. Rather than devour an entire bar of sweet temptation, he has found a way to make it the main ingredient in a straight key. He shared his recipe with Newsline. Find the firmest chocolate possible and leave the smallest practical distance in the gaps between the contacts. He adds a wooden knob instead of a chocolate egg to avoid sticky fingers. Melting and breakage are always dangers, and yes, he has unfortunately broken the key while using it. Once during the Scandinavian CW activity group's straight key day, he told Newsline, quote, Spare chocolate is handy when those accidents take place, end quote. Well, if you're out of chocolate, there's always Yari's Dual Banana CW Paddle, featuring some curved yellow produce ripe for action. That fruit of his efforts can be seen on his QRZ.com page. With Valentine's Day just on the calendar recently, one would think a chocolate CW key might have some YL's heart to melting. But no, Yari had other plans for that occasion. He built a special edition Valentine's Day lollipop CW key, which he displayed on his website along with the lyrics of the Pointer Sisters song, Telegraph Your Love. There's also a short video showing how the paddles work. No doubt the lollipop key will store better over time than the chocolate straight key did. Two years after creating the chocolate key, Yari opened the box where it was stored and found that it had turned gray. He told Newsline he didn't want to eat it, so we threw it out. Success, like chocolate, can be bittersweet. I'm Neil Rapp,
1: WB9VPG. Now, I'm not sure if this dandy candy kea had a role in it, but it's a huge congratulations from all down under to Neil and Julie, who have just announced their engagement. And where better to do this than just up the road apiece from Lexington, Kentucky, the Kentucky Castle, the most romantic hotel in the state. Congratulations. And not just engagements on the social scene, but this weekend, the Southern Hemisphere's largest ham fest, Better known in official circles as Wyong Field Day. It's taking place this weekend. Then, VK6, Perth Tech, March 2. VK7, Meet the Voice event at Ross, March 23 and 24. In VK4, it's Redfest 2019, April 13. VK5, it's BRL Radio Group's annual gathering, Overland Corner, South Australia, April 6. Also in VK5, the Southeast Radio Group's 2019 annual convention, and the Australian Fox Hunting Championships, June 8 and 9. VK3 Ballarat Amateur Radio Group's Barghamvention, October 27. So now, until next we meet, I'm Graham VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly.
5: This is VK1
2: WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be
5: found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au